0: Thank you for listening to the ESBC podcast, which uh, always the purpose of the podcast is to make you money. I'm testing out some new systems. And the fire put me back on the college football uh, podcast, but I'm going to go through every pick, right, Uh, to make money because it's not just the actual picks, it's the whys. And we're doing really good. We're close to 70% college football. And I am going to... Usually we're going to do these on Friday nights, but since this was such a crazy uh, week this week that uh, we just went ahead and went with the flow. And this is the time we've been able to do it. It's right here Saturday night. And some of the picks have been adjudicated. Some have not. So this is going to be a very interesting podcast to go with the flow. You can listen to each podcast uh, individually or watch it individually. As uh, they all have a lesson, right? And they all have uh, a story and they all have a methodology. So you can make money uh, watching sports. And really, that's, that's really what we want you to do. We want you to make money watching sports, and I'm going to check here, my new webcam here, if I can also at the same time, at uh, Periscope, and had some really exciting wins today, that I'm really proud about. Uh, Auburn win was really, really exciting, and we'll get to those once at a time. You know, well, let me add the title to uh, Periscope right now. I call it college football recap. All right. All right. Yeah, so we got them both going. So this is good. Uh, let me pull up uh, each game and we'll get the scores going here. And any questions you have, go ahead and let me know. All right. So Auburn Tigers, we'll go start with that one. Uh, That was kind of like an easy game to pick. Uh, It was Auburn plus three at home. And people jumping on Periscope, as always. Let me know if you have any questions. Uh, It was plus three against LSU. And LSU is only returning three guys on defense, right? And against Gus Malzant. And Gus was ready for him. It was a game he had to have. Ed Orgeron, he's rebuilding that team. So he didn't have that A uh, defensive game plan. And what we did on that one, we took Auburn in the money line. And Auburn cash for us, right? Um, and what you got to do is you got to look at the situation. LSU had beat them, obviously, last year. Uh, Gus Malzahn making $7 million a year. Can't lose to teams two years in a row. So with uh, only three guys returning on defense, it was an easy uh, pick. It was an easy pick to prognosticate. All right. Uh, You always try to look at Bo Nix. Bo Nix is a guy with a lot of talent. but He doesn't seem to have a lot in between the ears. And that's, that's a problem. So what we did uh, this week, because it was crazy and I was escaping fires, uh, was look at the Big Ten, then look at the uh, SEC. So let's start with how we broke down the, the Big Ten games. All right. and as always, uh, the podcast is a business meeting. Uh, we're here to make money. And every single business meeting has to have a purpose and an outcome. Right. Purpose and the outcome. And the purpose is to make money. And the outcome is we're at 67% college football and we are at 6two percent um, NFL. All right. Now I am pulling up,'ve been a crazy week, pulling up the, the big Ten. Of course, my computer's going slow as uh, everything's been slowed up because of the fires here. And it's been pretty much a nightmare. But we're living through it and coming up on the other side. That was very exciting. Money line and plus three game to hit the Auburn Tigers. And you look at the situation, how I broke it down, nothing you make money on these games. And again, it's a return to the mean, which is statistics. Uh, one thing of note is Coastal Carolina. i going to start writing Coastal Carolina. They are legit. They look like a very, very good football team. Very good. We're very well put together. Real intelligence, right? Because you have uh, developmental programs and they have blue ships. And obviously, Coastal Carolina is a developmental program. So what they do is they take a guy like their center. He, I was watching him today and I read the backstory. He is a wrestler, all-state wrestler. And instead of, you know, going to LSU and sitting on the bench for three or four years before he gets to play, he goes to Carolina, Coastal Carolina starts right away. And these wrestlers, hey, they know, leverage techniques, bam, he's dominating as the, as a, uh, as a, I would say as a center, center guard on the Coastal Carolina offensive line and they are tearing up. Uh, teams. So the first game we picked in the Big uh, 10 uh, this week as I was going through games is Penn State plus 11. It's one of those games where Ohio State has to keep things in their back pocket for games later on. It season. even though Michigan lost today and they don't look that great. Uh, right now they're at halftime uh, beating up on Penn State uh, 21-3. So we're good. Penn State wins the second half. They lose uh, 31-27, 38-31, right? Uh, As Ohio State just has to keep their lead and not show too many things for uh, bigger fish to fry, especially if they make the playoffs. So we don't care who wins the game. We want them to cover. So Penn State is looking good on cover. One game we got right today was Lovey Smith, Super Bowl winning defensive coordinator uh, for the Chicago Bears, head coach for the Chicago Bears. Went to the Super Bowl against Purdue. And again, we don't, we're not predicting who's going to win. We're predicting who is going to cover. And Lovey Smith covered for us the eight points. It was 31-24. Purdue over Illinois. But remember, defensive coaches, for the most part, will cover as dogs, and not cover as favorites. Uh, Illinois come off a loss, and Purdue, again, a developmental program. So developmental programs, for the most part, they're not uh, world beaters. So a team coming off a loss with a Super Bowl winning defensive coordinator and a uh, Super Bowl head coach, uh, they're not gonna cover the spread. So we got that one. The shocker was Michigan. I thought Michigan had their offense down tight, you know, kind of like a spread, fast paced offense with a power running game. Uh, but he got out coached by Mel Tucker, another uh, defensive minded African American head coach. So that's two of them in the Big Ten, Lovie Smith and now Mel Tucker. And then that's my pet peeve. We need offensive minded black head coaches. So the only ones, Codwell did good with Detroit. He was an offensive coordinator, then he becomes a head coach. Uh, Bellamy looks good as the running backs coach for Kansas City. and Then you have uh, Norville at University of Nevada, who's doing more with less as a black head coach who's offensive minded. So Mel Tucker, defensive coordinator in the NFL, defensive coordinator at Georgia, uh, bailed out. He was head coach of Colorado, bailed on those kids for more money at Michigan State. And he outcoaches Jim Harbaugh and beats them. Uh, man, I thought Michigan had a terrific team and that they, they, they were going to blow them out. And I was wrong. So you make more money uh, looking at the games you got wrong versus the games you got right. And you got to think about your thinking process, decision science. Uh, Like Rene Descartes says, a life unexamined, is not worth living? So you got to look at that. Uh, I needed to look at the fact that Michigan State didn't care about the game last week. That's why they look so bad. And they were studying Michigan the whole year because that's the big game, big recruiting game for them. So, none of the schemes that Mel Tucker, salesmen think short-term, businessmen and women think long-term. Short-term loss, long-term gain. So, Mel Tucker took the loss last week, showing nothing on Harbaugh, and was ready for him this week. And I should have known that, right? A sin is uh, doing something wrong intentionally. So, I, you know, I didn't get it wrong intentionally. I was, it wasn't a sin. It was an error in judgment. Uh, needed to do more research even though I did a lot of research this week and namely uh, again a game that I got right and I won uh, two sides of that bet I bought uh, I bet the plus two northwestern and the money line northwestern all right so the money line northwestern uh, again, they had lost last last year. Uh, Pat Fitzgerald is a great coach, so he's been studying him the whole time. And again, Iowa's not world beaters, right? Uh, we use business and financial concepts to bet on these games. So, uh, in betting on these games, what's important is uh, corporate governance. Corporate. Corporate governance, right? So, in fundamental analysis, when you analyze corporate governance, you can predict uh, whether it's going to be a good investment or not, or it's a tool to predict whether it's going to be a good investment or not. That's why we study the coaches. That's why we're familiar with the coaches. And friends text me, man, we know more about this guy. This guy's made me more money than some family members have given me gifts or 80% of my family members. So we know these coaches well. We use fundamental analysis to analyze these coaches. In a situation like this, it's almost like taking candy from a baby. That's why we talk about Malzahn. He got beat by LSU last year. He was ready for LSU this year. Because what happens is team coaches target teams in March. They study them the whole time, right? They have other assistant coaches studying other teams, but the head coach or the main X and O guy 80-year-old man in the background just studying X's and O's the whole time. Uh, they have, they're they ready, right? So Auburn was ready. Uh, they had been beaten the last year, so you had a plus number, and you had a good money line number. Bam, we hit them both, and we hit Northwestern. Pat Fitzgerald, great coach. He doesn't lose to people twice, especially, again, Iowa is a developmental program. They're not a blue ship program. Bullshit programs would be like Alabama, LSU, USC. They always – doesn't matter if they have a whole team of freshmen. Uh, they're going to be good, right, because just the amount of talent, not Iowa. So, on, you know, Northwestern definitely had the edge. I thought it was a coaching mismatch between Indiana and Rutgers and Chiano. And in a way, it was. It finished 37-21. Uh, that one was plus 14. So I was a score away. So you have to differentiate in betting games you got wrong because of luck and games you got wrong because of bad judgment or lack of research. Uh, first rule of betting is never bet your own team. Number two, do your research. So I needed to think through a little bit more that Michigan-Michigan State game. But all along, the Big Ten, uh, Illinois, Iowa. Illinois and Iowa were winners. Uh, Rutgers in Illinois and Michigan, Michigan were losers. And what will we'll determine my fate in the Big Ten if I made money, right? 52.5% is break-even. Um, 52.5% is break-even. So when I say I'm 67% college football, that means I'm making money. So to be over that 52.5%. Penn State has to cover, and Penn State is pretty close to covering right now. All right. They're at halftime, and I think they'll have a big second half. So take, as I'm gonna do right now. I am going to take, uh, as we speak, the, the Penn State second half line. Penn State second half line. All right, so now let's go to the sec living 20 years in florida uh it's all sec man so i've been betting sec games now probably like 30 years but making money in the last 12 years because i learned from my mistakes and that's a big part about betting for the most part is tracking your bets and learning from mistakes learning from your errors in judgment and making sure you research this game right number uh two rule of betting is always do your research, never bet blindly. So as we speak, I'm gonna put uh, Penn State second half uh, line. Now, something to think about. Uh, if you're making adjustments at halftime, you're gonna lose a lot of games. So this whole thing about second half of judgments isn't really correct. However, Interesting to note that most players don't process information, unless they're nice and relaxed, all right? So right now, uh, you can get Penn State with live in-game betting at 19, 19.5. Uh, I would take that, but I'd rather take the half, second half line which is Penn State plus four. Penn State plus four. So I'm taking that right now. So people in the live stream can do that if they want. Penn State plus four, and I'm getting plus uh, zero, plus uh, 105 on Nevada. All right. So let's go to the SEC bets uh, this week. Auburn. We talked about Auburn on both sides of the bet. Monsanto was ready for him. LSU's offense without Joe Brady, who's now the offensive coordinator of Carolina, looked really rough against a good, prepared Auburn defense. So he won that one easy. Uh, Mississippi State plus 32. The theory behind that is that uh, Alabama's going to drop eight. And Mike Leach, all he does is throw five yard passes against. Uh, the three man front eight dropping eight. Really, what she sh- should do, and maybe he'll do it, he knows how to do it, is run. And then the quarterback Costello has to audible into runs. I thought they were going to do that and cover that. Uh, I'll switch it back here. My slow browser here, speeding up now. Uh, get it to the SEC. And we'll take a peek at that score. Yeah, and we're doing good. Uh, Mississippi's first and 10 at the Alabama 30. <laughs> you would think uh, he would try to get a field goal just to get on the board against Alabama. But we're looking good. Plus uh, 32 is 27 nothing right? And Alabama hasn't done any scoring in the second half. 435 in the third quarter. Mississippi has the ball uh, second and two at the Alabama 22. You got to think that Alabama defense is getting tired in the Mississippi State is going to cover, right? Uh, I have Florida coming off a loss, time off against Missouri. Again, Missouri is a more de- developmental program, especially without Coach Pinkle there and his pedigree and his contacts and getting recruits. And uh, Florida's a blue chip program. They're in the state of Florida. Florida has 10 deep, up to 15 deep at every position. And Florida gets, you know, let's say they lose out to Florida State and Miami, they get the number three guy. Or they lose out to Florida State, Miami, Ohio State, they get the number four guy. And really one through 10, one through 15, you can develop develop these guys into NFL players. So it's a very, very deep uh, high school pool of players in the state of Florida. So Florida is always gonna have blue trips. So they're not developmental. Uh, coming off a loss, that's an edge. You take them at plus 13 over Missouri. And right now they're up uh, 20 to seven and that seven was a pick six. So we're looking good there. And then the last SEC game I picked, uh, actually I had picked Kentucky, right? Similar situation to the Alabama game where Georgia has bigger fish to fry coming off a loss. Defensive coach, two defensive coaches. So the game was gonna go under and when defensive coaches uh, lock in and wanna shut down the other team and play conservative and rest their defense, protect their defense, the game's going under, but the favorite is not gonna cover. And that's exactly what happened here. Kentucky cover for us the plus uh, 17 and a half, right? And then the last one was Arkansas, as my wife would say, from Florida. Uh, Great coach, Uh, they have a great offensive line coach in Sam Pittman, uh, who's doing a great job and they got Felipe Felipe Franks going in there as a trigger man. Uh, So Arkansas is looking good, right? But uh, Texas A&M, right? Uh, Again, salesmen think short-term, businessmen think long-term, guy like uh, Coach Fisher, who won a national championship as the head coach of Florida State, and also won a national championship as the offensive coordinator, you guess it, Nick Satan. Uh, you got to think that he doesn't necessarily want to cover the spread, right? He doesn't care about the spread. He just wants to win the game. Long-term t- t- thinking guy with a lead. He's going to keep things in his back pocket for later on in the season, right? Uh, for the bowl game or maybe he'll be in a situation where uh, Alabama loses and they have to win to get in the SEC championship right he's keeping plays for that not for Arkansas for leaving Franks in the second half so look for them to cover right and right now it's 28-14 so we're looking at one two three four five six seven eight and three which would put this up again uh, right around 70%. Uh, Actually, it would be 75%. And 52.5% is break-even. So the point is to make money using business and financial concepts and research to make money watching games. Another game I bet that I haven't seen the outcome was Texas Tom Herman as a dog always covers. Tom Herman's like 15 and two as a dog. And let's see if he covered. Yep, he did. It was plus four. They end up winning, forty-one uh, thirty-four. Texas. Well, so, hey, Tom Herman is a dog. Sorry about that. I'll have him nice and early next Friday, so you can have a nice seventy percent. Right. So thank you everybody who's been giving us great ratings, uh, all five star ratings that we've gotten on the podcast. Thank you for telling your friends and neighbors, and that's why the podcast is growing ex- exponentially. All right, and uh, uh, let me know any questions you have about college football. Uh, we're at 858-863-6501, and you can find me on Twitter at Josue, this guy. All right, all right, have a good one. And we always close with Winston Churchill. You make a living from your labor, but you make a life for what you give. Thank you for listening to the ESPC Podcast Network.